Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. And I want to give a shout out to uh, one of our YouTube subscribers who left one of the nicest comments ever on the interview that we did with a certain director. And I just wanted to say thank you, actually. It brightened up my day. Don't know if you're listening to this, man, but it did brighten up my day. So thank you. Second, why are you all watching us on YouTube? I, yeah. it, our numbers on YouTube are going up for some inexplicable I, I haven't seen the comment, so hopefully they weren't mean to me. No, it had nothing to do with either one of you. No offense. It was the one, it was with Gary. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, it wasn't with Gary Marshall. That would have been a great interview. Yeah, yeah. no, it was dead. The guy that directed Dead and Buried and Poltergeist 3. And yeah, yeah. So anyway. Oh, well, screw you, commenter. No, no. He, he was very complimentary to me. Yeah, to you, not to James and I. So I guess you weren't on the episode. Well, still could have yeah. said something nice about us. Why? Because I've we're, never we're said anything nice lovely. about me. There you go. Yeah, we don't have any to... self. We don't have self-esteem. And that person, whoever you are, you just stepped on it further. Yeah, well, if you don't have any, there was nothing to step on. So they're just walking I, over your invisible corpse. I yeah, have, Bailey. I have low self-esteem, but I make up for it by having low esteem for others. <laughs> yeah. So this week's topic a little different. James, you want to explain it? So I, I told Chad this earlier. Uh, so you and Chad this, are talking now about me behind my back. Well, he oh, stopped I, by. We had some scones. You yeah. know, it's like he I thought you were going to say skull. <laughs> For some odd reason, it was skull. But we had skull. We had skull while we were eating scones. It increases the flavor. <laughs> yeah, the flavor you, of the skull, the buttery, the, the buttery scone with the, the the smokiness of the skull. You've never uh, had skull. You don't even know what you're talking man, about. Man, winter right green. It was winter, winter green. green. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I screwed this all up. Yeah, you did. I, Chad, we that, that's a man. Me. That's a man going now. We smoke. James, if, you, if you're if you're lighting your chew on fire, you're doing it wrong. No, I still put it in there though. I still do it, and then I light it because that's just how tough I. But there's am. a couple of times I've had chew and uh, snuff and whatnot. It made it made me ill. Makes me physically ill. It's too much nicotine, which I never thought I could say, but it's true. But it's a man trying to, it sounded like a man trying to describe sex who'd never had it. <laughs> <laughs> the smoky uh, peach on, flavor. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Is she a goa? Is she a goa then? <laughs> well, she's got a smoky peat flavor. <laughs> anyway, you were the, saying the, about the backstory of this. And I told like that. You and I Chad did. were hanging out behind my yeah. back talking about how you can cut me out. We're eating no. out, guys. Another job no. out the door for Joel. No, 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 no. But no, I, I was explaining. This topic came about. Well, for in me. all fairness, reason... you can contact your on your commenter. He can give you a job. <laughs> I hope he does. At least somebody will love me. <laughs> oh, that's. I mean, you have your mother. Well, I mean, there's. You everyone have had my mother, James. You have Keep organs, going. and people would probably like those. Uh, anyway, um, so this came about because I was sitting in my office, and I was. Uh, Long story short, somebody asked me if I wanted a GA, and I said, I don't know what I'd have them do because I'm a historian. What are they going to do for me? Explain but what a GA is, James. A graduate assistant. They there wanted to we know, go. do you want a graduate assistant to help you with your research? I'm like, well, I have to go to the archives. I have to. And, and I had one once before, and I literally just had to hand them handwritten documents that I had scanned and say, hey, transcribe these for me. And I'm like, that's a terrible job for a graduate assistant to have. So I said, I don't need them. But after they left the office, I thought, oh, 
you know, it is a good question. What type of assistant, who would be the best type of assistant for me? What type of, if I, if I had to think what is the ideal assistant and it came to me who my best assistant would be, and it's going to be my first pick. So do you want me to just roll into my first pick? Well, before yeah. you do that, I, okay, before, you, before you pick, I have a question. That and I went a different way with this, but keep going. Oh, well, we'll tell you, okay. Well then, um, go with your, what, what did you do? Cause then I have a question. Well, I, I kept looking for assistance and my assistants are all evil henchmen. So that leads into my question, Joe. Um, when is an assistant an assistant, and when is an assistant and a hitchman? Because I was looking, I, I was putting my list. I together. want all my I picks. All my picks are bad guy henchmen. I have the answer, by the way, gentlemen. Go for it, because yeah, we because just, it I, is my first pick, and yeah, it because, is what I realized. Yeah, because when I started putting my list together, everybody I put, I'm like, oh wait, no, that's a henchman. And then I was like questioning, are they one in the same? Yes. They are in my world, and here's why. As I literally imagined me sitting alone in my office, dry clicking a revolver. No, uh, and uh, and I literally was like, "What type of assistant would I want?" And I shared this with my wife later on. It dawned on me, you know, the best assistant in the world. I found the answer. It really is the answer. I need above yes. all others. I need Igor. Because yeah. think about Igor. Imagine, imagine. The one ad you 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 got assistant. You thought I'll clean some beakers, I'll move set up some experiments, and then one day your boss came in and was like, "Listen, little unorthodox, but can you go out with me and we're going to dig up some bodies, and I'm going to piece them back together, and you're going to turn a crank, and we're going to run electric current through them to see if they'll come back to life." And that assistant, did he immediately go, I'm going to report this. This is a problem. This this guy's bad news. No. No, Igor went, you know what? He hired me. He hired me to assist him in the lab. And this is a lab project, and that's my job. I need an Igor. Igor is the best assistant ever. And by the way, useless trivia, Igor is not the name of the character in the first Frankenstein. Does anybody remember what it is? I can't. No. I can't remember. Igor didn't it's, come to later. It's Fritz, it was, and it was Boris Karloff. It was a. Uh, it was Bela Lugosi, right? Yes, uh, Fritz. Uh, not not the first one. Fritz. Um, who played Fritz? Well, no, I'm saying when Igor first got introduced. It was yes, played Igor, by and it was actually, and it was Y G O R originally, and it was. You're right. It was Bela Lugosi. Um. Uh, and, yes. Um. However, anyway, so. But uh, yes, yes originally but, it was Fritz, but that character, that type of character that got hired to do a job, and then as the job just kept getting worse and worse, never, never did Igor or Fritz or whoever, you know, whatever, never did he say, you know what, listen, Doc, I'm out, I'm out, you've made it too weird. No, he got hired to assist in the lab, and by golly, he assisted in the lab. And that's why Igor is my number one assistant that I would want to have. Well, in so all fairness, though, he's incompetent. Well, no, hold on. They've made him incompetent in post pictures. What I, I what I was going to say is, James, you're all on the same page because I was, if you didn't bring it up, I was going to be the best assistant or the most famous assistant of all time is Eagle. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I disagree. Who is more? Um, Renfield. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know because but, uh, it depends on how you look at Renfield. And if you're looking at it from the book, Renfield's really not his assistant. Renfield's already in the psychiatric house in the nut house. Yeah, he's yeah, in the So yes, yeah, asylum. That's what that's what I was supposed to call them. I forgot. <laughs> he's so, but no. squirrel shit. But I yeah. mean, you are right in that Igor over time became incompetent. He grabbed the wrong brain. But if you look at the Belagosi version, he's smart. He's actually vindictive. He's 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 very cunning and trying to get what he wants out of it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I yeah, but I okay. I'll give it to you. Yeah, uh, Jane, Joe, you go ahead, and I'll I'll go third. Well, so there's a bunch. Cause I like me some evil henchmen, and I don't really know. I'll tell you that the the first three are going to be three. Okay? I got it. Whoa. Well, what happens if it's one of our picks? It can't be because they they work together in the same movie. But okay. it's three. It's three things. Now, question, okay. James: Are all of yours actual henchmen? Because, like I said, I actually went and did assistance because I was like, no, no, no. I have some that are assistants. But when okay. I thought about, like I said, what made me have this idea is I was sitting in my office going, if I had to list what I'd want an assistant, Igor kept coming to mind because I'm like, dude, he just shows up. Yeah, he I does mean, his job. Honestly, and honestly, when you said assistance, I'm Igor was the first one that popped in my head. I don't know about Joe. So go yeah, ahead, Joe. Well, kind of. Actually, as I started thinking about it, but that my three are going to be, I'm going to give you a quote from the movie. Holy shit. These guys are animals, Jack. I'm going to talk about the three storms, thunder, rain, and lightning, who are there to make sure Lopan gets his green-eyed bitch. Joe. Yes. Thank you. Never, I, never thought of it. But I was really happy when I got the. And by the way, once again, if you start looking up some lists, they show up on some lists. Now, that's not the most famous one I've got on here. But damn, boys, ain't they cool in they Big are. Trouble in Little China? Yeah. <laughs> they are the vicious warriors that fight the rival gang, the Chang Sings. The film starts with a fight between the two sides. And I'm not going to go all of this. I'm sure most of our people have already seen it. So they it's also, Thunder, Thunder, Lightning, and what's the third one? Thunder, Rain, and Lightning. He rain. even called Lopan even calls one of them Thunder. Thunder, can't you take care of this? I always I always liked Rain. Yeah. <laughs> Killed the previous godfather, Little Chan Lindley. They also fight alongside the three storms ninjas that are a physical manifestation of the thunder, rain, and lightning. The majority of the Wing Kong are just a bunch of anonymous ninjas that are evenly matched against the chain scenes. The three storms, however, are powerful, scary, and extremely deadly. And that opening scene when they fight in that alleyway of Big Trouble in Little China, Big Trouble in Little China, uh, there's several John Carpenter films that, that went unheralded and then just became cult classics. But I still don't know that Big Trouble has ever actually got its due because it just came out and blew up at the box office. And when I mean blew up, no one went and saw it. It had a terrible marketing campaign. I think it opened at like number 11, right, guys? When we that, were going that, through yeah. this. I and it's it so eight. depressing because it is one and, of my favorite films. And, and it pretty much put it was the nail in the coffin of his big budget studio films. That was kind of the last one, except for Memoirs of Invisible Man. And it's just a tremendous movie. And those three bad guys are evil henchmen to the max. They're played by wonderful martial artists. And I just love them. Who's next? Yeah. Um, I'll, well, obviously me. Thanks for keeping track, Joe. I forgot. I'm sure you're, you're, James, I'm James, sure your comments I, I, where, are. Now, well, hold on now. Did, did you get any comments? 
Ooh, you're talking about James and the Vincent Price, aren't you? You're burning. That's just mean. No, I was just asking Chad if he got nobody's taking the time to even shit on Chad. I don't ever I, nobody ever comments on me. I am so expendable. <laughs> and in truthfulness, that comment was to our show. It wasn't towards me. I just took Oh, it we time. know who it was towards, or he would have actually replied to an episode with all three of us. It's okay. It's okay. Gary Sherman. All by my Who's Gary Sherman? <laughs> the guy you didn't bother to show up for. Be no. <laughs> all by myself um, anymore. No. So mine uh, is actually one of the perfect like flunkies to an to somebody who is also just as incompetent as as the assistant, and. I still giggle whenever I hear Art Metrano say, saying, Proctor. <laughs> what? <laughs> Proctor from uh, played by Lance Kinsey in the Police Academy films. Oh, I don't know why I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and it's one of those, it, it's one of those weird jumps in movies of, in the first two, well, two and three, he was the assistant to Art Metrano's character. And then suddenly G.W. Bailey comes back and now he's G.W. Bailey's assistant. And there's no explanation as to how that happened. <laughs> it's just he's right. just there. And everybody acts like it It was always like that way. And, you know, <laughs> now I can't remember if it was after Art. I don't believe it was during Art Matrano's terrible accident that left him paralyzed. But that could be one of the reasons why he didn't come back. But also G.W. Bailey's just amazing. But no, Proctor was that assistant who just could not get the job done, no matter how hard he tried. He was a jerk to everybody, just like Harris and Art Matrano's character, who, why am I blanking on, Commandant Mauser. Um, I can't believe you remember the uh, the name so well. Uh, I had to look you... I had to look up Art. I knew Art Matrano's name. Um, I didn't remember his character's name. I had to actually look it up. Um, but no, I always like, I still giggle from time to time when I just hear, I just hear Art Matrano go, Proctor <laughs> in my head. It still makes me giggle. And I know poor James back there is going, he's no super troopers. Stop, stop. It, I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to bring it up. I was going to let you have your moment, but well, it's, it, it's better. No, no, it's not. Now I'll give you super troopers too. It may be better than super troopers too. But. Super Troopers is no assignment, Miami Beach. Come at me. I would, but I'd have to get near you, and I don't no, want to even it, be near that negativity. It may be. It is definitely better than City Under Siege and Mission to Moscow. But one through five? Well, okay, Citizens on Patrol, maybe. <laughs> Citizens on Patrol. No, it, yeah, Proctor was just, he was this laughing stock of an assistant who always was wrong, who always messed up. And then the, 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 the troops always got him still one of my favorite scenes. And that makes no sense is where he goes into por the porta potty and you is know, that in Steve, part four, I think it's in part four. Yeah. And, and he, they, they, they had took it to a crane and they put him in the middle of a football game and he comes up and he's just sitting like, he's doing his business like nothing's happening. It's not falling out underneath as the crane's going up. And he is no, he has no idea that his in the air walk, walking back and forth. Uh, but it's still one of the, one of the funniest sight gags I've ever seen, especially with his reaction to it. So Lance Kinsey plays a perfect staff assistant in terms of Proctor. 
assistant, I should say, not staff assistant. I need to go Jay, back you know, my and watch that. Next assistant that I want to, uh, uh, my next assistant I want to talk about is uh, is another assistant that I would like to find somebody that that was that loyal to me, because it's easy to have an assistant that's loyal to you when the money's coming in when everything's going well, when you got your health and when you got all that. But the one I want to talk about, his boss has everything fall apart. He falls into a vat of chemicals. <laughs> he ends up messed up in the face. You son oh of a God. bitch. You stole my second one, Bob James. the Goon. <laughs> oh, my God, James. Bob the Goon. Right here is Think number about two. It. No, he's Think not about number about- two. This yeah, is no. going to be my number one, and I was like, Chad may get the may get so, the storm. Guys, th- I am kicking myself in the, again. He was on my list, but because I sent her him a henchman, I went the different route. But yeah, and nope, but <laughs> right I, here I, is my I, number two. You son and keep of in mind, by the way, I want y'all to think of that. Keep in mind, I thought about this when I was trying to think of who would I want to work for me. But Bob the Goon and and, and the Joker. By the way, if you haven't figured out, we're talking about the Batman nineteen eighty nine. Jack Nicholson's Joker has an has a, an assistant, and actually the line, Bob, remember, you are my number one guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, and, it's Bob, remember, yeah. you're my number one guy. I can't do a Jack Palance. I can't do or, Jack Nicholson. Or Jack, Jack Nicholson Palance. either, evidently. Uh, but, uh, I did but better no, than you did. He, he literally, he knows Jack before the accident. And he sticks by Jack. Jack, what? nobody else really hangs around it. Why don't we let Joe do it so his commenter can make a, a lovely note about it? <laughs> You're not going to let it go, Chad, are you? You're Bob just gonna the Goon keep it going. was also it... known as Robert Bob Hawkins. What? Yes. Um, it, and doesn't he have like a cool action figure too? I don't he, know. I, he was one of the ones. He was the only henchman that got a major action figure. Uh, his nickname, his aliases, according to the movie, are number one guy. Crazy Bob, good old Bob, and my favorite insurance policy. So was among was, his aliases. Did you actually look up um, the actor? Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, Tracy. I looked it up, but uh, uh, Tracy uh, Walter. Tracy he has Walter. a lot of interesting roles. I know. I thought he. I thought he passed away, but he's still alive. He's 75. Uh, and he's also, he played a Ferengi. Yeah, yeah. He I was didn't... in Reno 911, which is also better than Police Academy. Uh, <sighs> um, And he's done a lot of television, was my point. But yes, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I again, as I was saying about assistance. Bob the Goon, power button activated, power kick. <laughs> he threw out all of Fuck. it. Um, and if you notice, by the way, if you're if you're a big fan of this movie, you know this. If you look at his jacket that he wears throughout the movie, he has the most Joker cards to show that he is the direct assistant to the Joker. I don't know that I've ever paid attention to that. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's his gang symbol, but yeah, the more Jokers you have, the higher rank you are, and he has a, has the most ever shown on screen. But he he pretty much makes it through most of the movie right until unfortunately uh he'll he gets I'm killed need a minute or two alone boys. boys i know yeah but i mean as far as an evil henchman goes he he almost makes it as long as the villain himself which is pretty impressive for an assistant 
Mm-hmm. I agree. So I, I again, Chad, I went into this thinking about assistance, and it, what does it say about my mental state that I immediately was like, you know, the person I want to work with me, I want to have the dedication of Igor and Bobigoo. <laughs> My third one is a little bit closer to what well, you did, Chad. All I can say is, what does it say about me that my first pick was Proctor? <laughs> oh, he's got you. There. You have poor taste in films. Uh, oh, oh. Is, it, is it my turn again? Yes. Are you done, Joe? Can you say you like Police Academy so your commenter can agree? No, because <laughs> I'm not giving you out free shit. <laughs> you have to work for that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. well, I'm sorry I stole your second, Joe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really that sorry. Yeah, because well, he said he had sorry. a whole list. I do, I do, but it's dwindling. It's <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> dwindle. I have that effect on In people. all fairness, you burned your wad. Your first and second and third should I burned rain, my wad. Thunder and lightning. Yeah, I burned yeah, my wad. Your wad. Whatever. Which is Yo, the same thing I did with Skull. And you I was about me. to say, he, he got the same shit from Skull. So my next one is is one that a lot of people know. And I, I hate to do it, but it is one of my favorite characters. Uh, it's Major Tote. Um, I mean, if it wasn't for anything else, it's the hot poker scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. Uh, all he has to do is show up and he's terrifying throughout the whole movie, right? And even if it's remember the scene where he scared the shit out of Marion just because he was taking out his clothes hanger. Now, question. Yeah. Would John Rice Davis, would he qualify as an assistant? I think so. But all of mine are evil henchmen. But I agree. (laughs) And the actor actually who portrayed him passed away all too early in 1985, 86, which is sad. He was a British actor. But I, I... I the visage of him, the visual of him is so burned into my head. And I think it is for a lot of pop culture. I mean, clearly they were going for him, right? They were clearly looking mm-hmm. and thinking of, oh, holy shit, who was an M? I forgot. Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre. They're. Definitely, to me, Spielberg was doing M and Peter Lord. What do you all think? Hmm. I can, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I can see it. But he shows up. He even laughs at them. He's first of all, he's the James Thomas of evil henchmen. As they're walking through the desert, he has all this black shit on, all these long clothes, and what's he doing? He's sweating like a whore in church, wiping his face. It's it's a throwaway. And he's in the background. He's not even really in the foreground sweating, but he's sweating right there. Then once also if get... if also if I'm not mistaken, the first introduction to him, he was late. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Then when they get there and they open it up, he starts laughing because he can't <laughs> believe these motherfuckers got all this. Am I right? He's the one that goes, because <laughs> it's empty. There's yeah. nothing but dust. Of course. Oh, no, he, he, he is. He he is evil. I mean, he, he is not for anyone per se. He's a Nazi. And he's the most Nazi out of all the Nazis in yeah. this movie. He yeah. has to put up with a schmuck because Hitler is obsessed with the occult and this motherfucker knows about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And I just I was started thinking about him. I was going, I was like, hold on, he has that shot. He has that shot. And and he doesn't have a ton of dialogue. He doesn't need it because everything's explained in these things. He's yeah. aggravated. He's sweaty. 
and they get there and there's nothing in the motherfucker and it makes him start laughing because what a waste yeah. of monumental time and also he's the one who melts the most <laughs> yeah he melts. does he does he melts the most Bollock, Bollock, Bellock, Bellock, Bellock explodes. I would probably be the one that melts the most, wouldn't I? No, I don't know, James, James, James. I'll stop the world and melt with you. Yeah, James, James, (laughs) a melty son bitch. You, on the other hand, would wear a long sleeve shirt in the surface on top of another shirt, on top of another shirt, (laughs) while eating a wiener right off the grill. I, I, it makes me comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You and my son, my son, I, it's an <laughs> argument about you not wearing a sweater today. All right. Yeah. I wore, I wore a long sleeve shirt when it was like 90 degrees the other day. And Chrissy's like, change, change. I'm like, I'm comfortable. Why does it matter what I wear? <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah. All right. Um. So my next one, Um. honestly, I feel is a bit obscure and I feel like this movie isn't get, get doesn't get talked about a lot which is a shame because i think it is amazing uh i am of course talking about joan cusack's character marcella from the movie gross point blank i'm going to have to go back and rewatch it because i didn't care for it when it came out and i wonder if it's grown on me we've talked about it on uh, here several times yeah i love this movie and i i, I john cusack's dry wit uh, is on full display here and I, i've always loved john cusack um for that and dan Aykroyd playing a maniac is is again amazing you don't see the dan Aykroyd get to play that character a whole lot but marcella who stays at in an office talks to john cusack repeatedly straight faced um she does her job so well and she does it with complete straightness and only john cusack can joan cusack can and then when you know finally everything starts to go downhill she's the cleaning up. he does everything the way that it's supposed to be done i i just don't think when you talk when you talk about an assistant no one's as effective as joan cusack as marcella she yeah. is and i'm i'm probably butchering the name i'm trying to i'm probably remembering it incorrectly um but yeah i mean and you know i'm sure there was some nepotism as to how she got that role <laughs> what because she is john's sister but I, I cannot picture any I cannot picture anybody cast better for that role than Joan. And again, it's it's both of them playing kind of the same type of person. And John Cusack may not have more range than that <laughs> based on all of his performances, but Joan Cusack does. Joan Cusack is an amazing actress. Um who can great character actress, bar none. Um and she I does agree. a great job. And she does a great job in this one. So that's my second pick. Marcella in Cross Point Break. James. You know, I'm going to go a little bit more traditional on this one, but this is a great assistant. Though I guess you could arguably say that she's an assistant to a villain too, though I would, I think it depends on your age and how you view this. But there is something about somebody that serves in a administrative assistant, AKA secretary, AKA whatever you want to call it role that will stand by her supervisor and help him get carry out his vendetta. And one of the greatest examples of that is Edie McClug, McClug mm-hmm. as Grace in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> That's, good. That's a, a good pick. That's a really yeah. good pick. It, it 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 almost made my it it, it made my list, but I cut it, it out. Didn't occur to me. 
Yeah, I mean, think of it like rewatch that movie and look at it, the world from her point of view. I know. Anytime I love she's you know, on be, screen, they love him. He's a righteous she, dude. Yeah, she's a secretary at a school, and when Andy McClure. isn't her Andy McClure? Principal, McClure, McClurg, sorry, McClurg. It ends in a G, right? McClurg. I said McClurg. McClurg. Um, McClurg. And her principal says, "We're going to get this one student." And she basically says, I guess that's what we're doing today. I mean, she doesn't actually say that, but, you know, she, she tries to support her her supervisor, her boss, who she assists in his task. And she does it with all the Midwestern sweetness one would expect, all the, and it, as Joe said, he's a righteous dude. And I'm he's a righteous like, dude. I, I still, again, you know, like when thinking of Art Matrano saying, Proctor, um, oh my God! Why am I forgetting on Jeffrey Jones's uh, Jeffrey, you Jones. Know, Jeffrey Jones? Granted, yeah, kind of problematic now. Yeah, but him saying grace. <laughs> yeah. Now I it's Bill a that's a, it's just an it's a fantastic pick. I just yeah. I didn't think of that one, and I really like it. As far as assistants go, James, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah, you nailed that one. I mean, just because it's one of those things that occasionally I'll watch a movie, especially if it's a movie I've seen several times, and I'll think, how do, how would this world look to this one character? And she's the one, when I watched it the last time I watched it, I zoned in on, imagine her day. She got up one morning, thought she was going to go do the normal announcements, whatever, you know, whatever her job is, file some paperwork. And then, no, no, today's the day my boss is going to target one student, and I'm going to go along for the ride. I mean administratively so i i think it's i i was just sitting there going you got to give her some credit i i think i mean obviously i went igor and uh and uh bob the goon but no i think you can't have a conversation about great pop culture assistance without bringing up grace okay so, my turn i am going to talk about a character actor who not only defected from russia but one is the one is the most premier ballet dancers of all time, Alexander Godunov. Now you guys probably don't know who that is, right? He was born in 1949 and sadly passed away in 1995 from something that <laughs> killed him way too early. But he gave you all one of the best performances of all time. He gave you Carl Vresky in Die Hard. He's the East German blonde-haired terrorist that's going to help Hans Gruger. Gruger? I said Gruger. Hans Gruger take out that John McClane son of a bitch. Nobody? Huh. No, 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 no. No, I, I know no. exactly who you're talking about. I know, but yeah, did know. you all have any idea he was a fucking ballet dancer who defected from Russia and ended up here? I did, yeah. I, I, what I, that was, that was what I was like, who played him? And then I started doing a deep dive and he actually died. He died of, oh, it was, I, I keep wanting to say syphilis because we were saying syphilis earlier. And I'm not trying to be mean. It wasn't that. It's the uh, hepatitis. He died of hepatitis. <clears throat> Damn. In 95. So, but how on earth does a ballet dancer end up playing the bad guy? I guess if you're a German bad guy, he was Russian. Anyway, in all fairness, they 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 all bleed together for us, right? I mean, we're not overly well refined at guessing accents. It's either you know you're from the house or you ain't. 
So defend, let's defend Carl for a second. He's here just to rob some people. That's what he's here to do. He's following this Hans Gruber, German crazy son of a bitch. He's just wanting to rob some people. He's got his little brother with him. And then everything goes bad. And then this cop shoots his little brother, pisses him off. Then the bearded son of a bitch who's in charge says, now nah, you're going to have to calm down, Carl. We've got other things. We're here for the money. I want blood, he says. But we've got to get the money. So he calms down. And then that son of a bitch who I've been working for the whole time gets thrown out of the top of a building, beats shit out of me, and I still, I still, I make it out when no one else makes it out. And some asshole cop who's fat as fuck is just standing out here and shoots me in the damn face. Right as I'm about to get my revenge. Because Carl's the one who comes at the end. It's not Hans Gruber. It's Carl that comes in at the end to try to kill McClane. Who was it, who was it again, Joe? Who was Carl. it that came in? Carl. You're saying it, you're saying it wrong. James, how should he say it? <clears throat> Carl! Carl! Thank you. <laughs> Look, that Carl comes people. in and there, that, that chubby bastard just wanting to go home to his wife's like, oh, I've got a pop gun. I'm going to shoot this angry blonde white man coming at me. And he shoots him, which, by the way, he should have done. So, uh, yes, go ahead, James. Chad, I still who are you again? Uh, I, I, according to the commenter, I'm no one. <laughs> No, he didn't He's take not the even time to acknowledge just, your existence. I just can't let it. I just, I just, I, the joke, it's a running gag now, and I just, it made it entertain me to my end. It's the only but, cardio um, the three uh, of us are getting. I think oh. out of everybody, I honestly don't think Carl is the most, is the best henchman slash assistant there because he, his emotions screw up everything. I think Theo is the one that's better than Carl. I think there's a good argument to make. I just really like Carl, and I like the fact that he's the one who makes it all the way to the end, and that's the reason I pick him. Also, I was really shocked of, I wasn't shouldn't, shouldn't be shocked. There are two that showed up on almost all the lists, and by the way, Bob the Goon is on a lot of the lists. I was really happy about that. But the other one, uh, go ahead. That I did. No, I'm pick. just going to say when we get to our honorable mentions, I've got some good honorable mentions. I have I a bunch of honorable mentions. I, I actually had more than I thought I'd have. I only have one because one that I didn't pick. I don't know that he's a henchman. He technically is, but he's kind of the, almost the main bad bad guy. So we'll get to him in a second. Jeff. So it's okay. Me. Um, but Carl yeah. got shot by the Family Matters dad. <laughs> I almost want to do Urkel's dad shot him in the face. Chad. It's not Urkel's dad. It's Urkel's neighbor. Urkel's neighbor's dad shot him in the face. Because <laughs> if they were, it was his dad. Him wanting to get with her daughter would be really would make weird. a much more interesting show. In all fairness, <laughs> ballet really is boring. Is it? And probably shouldn't be shouldn't be encouraged. That doesn't that doesn't one of your children get involved in that, Chad? No, he don't show up for that either. <laughs> God, it is a writing gag now. Yeah, he always yeah. Show up. <laughs> oh, but um, like I, I, it's hard for me to go and actually, like I wanted to do one of my gag ones for my last pick, but I'm saving those for my honorable mentions because there is one assistant who is also border, who also is the perfect henchman. He is both. And he does his job with such dedication for his 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 boss 
that it takes him down a lot of dark roads and he never stops because he is so dedicated to this person. Michael Kelly's Doug Stamper from House of Cards. Yeah, uh, that one's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Doug Stamper, uh, the character Doug Stamper, played by Michael Kelly, is Francis Underwood's assistant um, in the in the show House of Cards. And he does damn near anything for his boss to keep his boss in power, including murdering people that he doesn't want to murder. Yeah. Um, he feels guilty. He feels terrible about it. It leads him down some dark roads. But at the end of the day, he is dedicated to keeping Francis Utterwood in power at any cost. And you always question why is he so dedicated to this person and it's it's they kind of explain it but still to the level of his dedication to francis underwood is beyond me um and i he just is the perfect assistant to me like i said i could i could i'm saving all of my gag ones for when we talk about honorable mentions but when you everyone we've listed listed i don't think held holds a holds anything to duck stamper as far as don't. being the most of the best assistant that will do anything for you to die, no, I still stand by that uh, the three uh, fire, wind, and whatever they are, thunder. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they screw they screw, they screw up royally in the in, in the craziest way. I know, possible. but they're so much fun. Doug, Doug Stamper Doug Stamper thrives, <laughs> but Doug Stamper killed Mrs. Maisel, and I don't like that. <laughs> So you really got to dig into that one. You got to be a fan of two or three shows there, but I'm standing by. Yeah. I like Mrs. Maisel and he shouldn't have killed her because I totally want to sleep with her. She, back to you, Chad. <laughs> She's funny. No, and that's funny. it. And, okay. And Francis, and Francis Underwood killed Kate Mara, who is mine. So there you go. No, I, you can have Kate. I'm Mrs. Maisel. James. <laughs> I need to watch that show. So your honorable mentions, James. Couple honorable mentions, and one of them I almost made one of my top three because it's such an important figure to me. But the reason I didn't say it's one of the best assistants is because he doesn't start off as overly a great assistant, though I would argue the last time we saw her, she showed that she had a lifetime of dedication. I can't do a show and not talk about how important Janine is to the Ghostbusters. Ah, uh, yeah. As far as assistance. Oh my but god, she guys, did she didn't even make my I didn't even think of Janine. What the hell? What have you been doing with your life? She didn't start as overly a great I assistant. I thought of Slimer. Though, right? I did. I thought of Slimer. Never hit Janine. Huh. What the hell's wrong with me? A lot, I would say, I guess. <laughs> but no. Uh Janine doesn't start as the world's best administrative assistant by any means, right? Like she yeah, what do you want, right? I mean, no, but they're but, terrible bosses too. Yeah, they're terrible. No, everybody doesn't know what they're doing, and that's what it's a great character to play. And the reason I say though, the last time we saw her, at least until perhaps next fall, we'll see. Um, but uh, the last time we saw her in Ghostbusters Afterlife, she obviously was still taking care of Egon, right? So there right. had she became a little bit more human or more and i don't want to say human more caring toward them um but she i mean she takes care of business and she keeps everything running despite the fact they're broke in the beginning right and it, i mean you have that great line this feast you see before you is the last of the yeah, um, cash. well yeah. and also too if uh, if you cash. get into 
the real Ghostbusters, the animated series, Janine is literally holding them up. Like uh, the characters in the cartoon pretty much in a way resemble the characters from the movie, except Janine and mm-hmm. Janine gets the job done. She, she, she holds that team together and you can see more of that in the animated series and you can in the actual lot two, three live action films. Well, and I, and I was saying, and she'll, she'll also throw on a pack herself if she has to, you see a little bit more of that in the cartoon yeah. as well. Right. I mean, there is that part. She is not above doing what has to be done. And so I think, I had to bring up Janine as an honorable mention because she is also one that changes the most over time. Another honorable mention I have to do changes the least over time, but I still have to give a shout out to because it's it's pop culture royalty to me. Um, Probably none of the characters we're talking about as assistants have more knowledge or at least knowledge about knowledge than the character that sits outside and watches all the secrets pass by, and that would be Miss Moneypenny. Yeah. James Bond, the, the assistant to M in mm-hmm. the world of James Bond, Moneypenny, in all the movies originally played by Lois Maxwell, played by various other people now, but all of them, even though it's been updated over time, were some of the you know, key cornerstones of those movies. I mean, from the very early Sean Connery ones, Money Penny is a major role, and it's because everything from flirting with Bond, but also making sure M has what all the information, all the data, all the secrets. It's Money Penny. It passes through Money Penny, and and so I couldn't not mention Money Penny as an honorable mention. And I, I love the I, that's one of the things I really love about the the Daniel Craig Bond is when they turned her into a badass in Skyfall. I, th- I thought yeah. that was a great turn. And and it explains why she isn't out in the field anymore too, right? I mean, yeah. her her willingness to kind of... And the other one I will mention goes back to 1963 as well. It's another 1960s product and as far as most people are concerned. Um, but obviously has been updated as the time goes on. You can't, to me, not mention if you're into pop culture and assistance. Pepper Potts, Iron Man's assistant, outside of the suit, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Gwyneth Paltrow, but a phenomenal assistant that literally is keeping him alive at certain points. And then I eventually... didn't pick her because I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, no, but I'm saying even going back to the comics, she originally premiered, by the way, in Tales of Suspense number 45, if any collectors are wondering. Um, I was wondering. And, and from then on, I do want to say, I want to end with my, please don't give me this assistant. So this is my dishonorable mention. It's a great character in a great film, pop culture, et cetera, still relevant to this day. And yes, what she does to her boss is justified in this movie. But please do not make Dora Lee Rhodes my assistant. Dora Lee Rhodes is a secretary who plots to overthrow her sexist, bigoted boss. And that, if you're wondering what that's from, that's because you're working nine to five. Dolly Parton played Dora Lee Rose. And again, completely justified the movie. Dabney Coleman as a boss is absolutely terrible and kind of gets what he deserves. That being said, that's not the assistant you want, the one that wants to take you down. So that's my quote-unquote dishonorable mention, but a great role. And if you haven't seen 9 to 5, go watch 9 to 5. Yeah, because you're working 9 to 5. So those are my honorable mention and a bonus dishonorable. Next. My main, right. I, so, go ahead. 
No, that's right. You, who goes next, Joe? You go well, next. I just I'm have sorry. one. I just have one because I, 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 it's not even an honorable mention as much as it is. I don't count Rugen from the Princess Bride, and it's you know played by oh my goodness, Spinal Tap. Why in the hell did I forget Chris, their Jamie Lee Guest. Christopher Guest? Why did Christopher I, Guest? Why did I forget Jamie Lee Curtis's husband's name? He's on a lot of lists, but I don't. Yeah, he is kind of serving the Prince Humperdinck, but he's kind of the main bad guy more than he is the evil henchman or the assistant. What do you guys think? Hmm. Humperdinck is just kind of a, I mean, he's kind of a figurehead. Yeah. Well, you, and actually, you now made me think of another, perhaps it's another honorable or dishonorable mention. And, and and talking about films that deal with royalty, uh, how about the assistant to the king, Count de Monet? <laughs> That's uh, not a very good henchman. Your majesty, you look like the piss boy. Well, you look like a bucket of shit. <laughs> Count de Monet. All right, Chad. All right. Um, so I left out the world of animation, but I want to use my honorable mentions to hit up a few key ones from the world of animation um the first one being Soundwave from transformers that's a good one he does he does everything for megatron he honestly is the backbone of he is the backbone of the decepticons the decepticons would fail if it was not for Soundwave. but chad i have bad news for you they fail every episode (laughs) that's why we're not under robot rule but well that is fake but but let's not get into that oh yeah that's what they want you to believe but they do not get any forward motion unless it's Soundwave. And he's always there. And he, you know, in the Transformers movie, he is there to defend Megatron as Starscream, as as all the other ones um, rail against, you know, take Starscream's side. Soundwave is right there. He's, I will not abandon Megatron. So, yeah, again, Soundwave, perfect assistant. Um, Buzzbomb from Cops. Oh, okay, thank you. The robot assistant, the robot assistant to Dr. Bad Vibes, hmm. who always tells Dr. Bad Vibes, this is not going to work. This needs to ha- this needs to go another way. And Dr. Bad Bi- Vibes does not listen to him. And Buzzbomb is always right. Again, perfect assistant. Now, in the world of animation, the worst assistant, Gurr from Invader Zim. I want yeah, no, oh, I agree with you there. I, I I enjoy Invader Zim, but yeah, that's a bad assistant. You don't need that yeah. in your life. No, I I love Invader Zim, and it's mainly because of Gurr. Uh, Gurr is just this this uh, throwaway robot that the 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 leaders gave Zim to get rid of him, uh, and he is dif- he is malfunctioning. He throw he throws out a GPS to replace. Uh, he needs to find they. Their whole thing is to track the city. Um, and he puts a GPS in Gurr so they can find his way home, and then they get lost. And turns out Gurr took out the GPS because he needed room for his cake in his head. Yeah, it's <laughs> that makes complete it, sense. To is me. Per- you should watch it, it is hilarious. I'm gonna sing the uh, Doom song now. Doom, 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 <laughs> doom, 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 doom. Okay, um, and then finally. No, sorry, I got one, two on them. The first one is, this is an assistant who did not get a chance. He was he was thrown or she he or she was t- thrown away too soon, 
because of one little screw up. That is the Gremlin from Gremlins 2, who John Glover just had to go throw in a shredder. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Thanks for the feedback. And <laughs> nobody's and then, di- nobody's arguing. I know. And then maybe finally, later. Comments. And then finally, uh, this is a duo of assistants. Um, and I don't even have to say their names. Two words tells you how 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 great of assistants these are. Teeny wieners. I don't remember. I'm of course talking about Ordway and Unger from No Holes Bard. Assistance to Brell, the evil villain uh, who tried like hell to get to just beat Rip down and have, make him fight Zeus and you know got Randy all beat up and held hostage. Same oh with Samantha. God. Kurt Fuller. And Ordway and Unger. Kurt Fuller, man. Hey, Chad, I got a question for yeah. you. You 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 watch a lot of this uh, animation, you see. Yeah. Do you consider Penny and Brain assistants to Inspector Gadget? Like, is Brain really an? Assi- He's a dog, but is he? I assistant? don't consider Penny and Brain assistants because Penny and Brain are the ones who do the work. Exactly right. So, but but Inspector Gadget is who the show's named after. Right. Yeah. And, and the movie and all that stuff. And that's so, the whole. Yeah, and in the movies, the movies didn't give Penny and Brain any credit. But yeah, Penny and Brain, if anything, Brain is the assistant to Penny. But at the same time, they 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 co had they co they are partners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and saving for Inspector Gadget. So I I I don't consider them assistants. Yeah, cause I I think that's a trope that animation. You pointed out some where obviously there are assistants, but animation is a trope like Pinky and the Brain. Pinky's not really Brain's assistant. He's a partner, right? Right. There's a lot more partnership in cartoons. And you pointed out some exceptions. But I was thinking about that as you were talking. Because I don't consider, you know, uh, uh, yeah, Penny and Brian, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, as assistants. I am trying to, oh, oh my God, I am blinking so hard on the names of some of my favorite characters, but the, the scientist from Animaniacs, he has nurse and then the big goon. Yeah. Yeah. They're assistants. Bob the guard. It's Bob, Bob the, guard. the guard and Dr. Scratch and stiff. Thank you. Scratch and stiff. I don't know why I forgot them, but yeah, yeah those are good examples of assistants, but none of them hold a, hold a candle to Ordway and Unger. They do anything for Braille, including getting their, their, their male appendages just completely completely ridiculed in a in a in a, cl- a scene from classic cinema that goes right up there with scarlet i don't you, give a damn you throw <laughs> classic around a lot almost as much I as one final one C for you. almost joe what what other movie has such a line as teeny wainers i've got and one other also what's that smell <clears throat> sorry I've, I've got one other hypothetical for you because we've talked about this before I don't consider Harley Quinn an assistant to the Joker either. No. Yeah. Well, it, originally she was a henchman. She but, was. She was. But due but to I her don't... due to her character, her charisma and popularity, just no, not anymore. She's her own entity. Yeah. 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 I don't think Bob the Goon exists without the Joker, right? Right. Yeah. At least not in the way we we know and love Bob the Goon. Igor doesn't exist in the same way without Frankenstein. And so, I, is that ultimately our takeaway? Are these assistants who they are in large part because of who they work for? Well, yeah. Your, your point about um, 
But that's of, true about uh, most lines. Underwood. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think, yeah, yeah, they, 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 they are furthered by who they work for in some way. Um, and by the way, uh, because I, I left them and I forgot because you all mentioned henchmen, the, the other two that I want to mention real quick, uh, Otis and, and Miss Tessmacher from Superman. Oh, that was um, a good one. Yeah, oh, I was man. Now, now y'all got me thinking about. I, I, I was going to add them on my list, but again, those were two that I removed because I, I was like, "Well, we're doing assistants, not henchmen." So yeah, uh, Otis and Miss Tesmacher. I think the other one that would be an honorable dismench, uh, di a dishonorable mention for me, even though I love him and God bless James Best, would be Roscoe Pico Train. Yeah, as as trying to assist Boss Hog. Yeah, <laughs> another one that never works. That is out. A good Joe, one. what about what about Little Enos? Little oh, Enos Flash. is not a henchman. Nobody's no. an assistant or uh, no daddy deputy. What's uh, what's the? No, what's... I don't I don't see him as the same. But Roscoe is a, but Roscoe is a henchman or or assistant to 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 Boss Hog. So yeah, that one. So you don't consider? Oh my God, I'm blank. I can't believe I'm blanking on all daddy. Daddy, is that his name, Paul? Who are you talking about? Little, big, and little. Are you talking about Buford uh, Justice, uh, Buford T. Justice's son? Yeah, Smoking the Banner, Buford T. Justice's son. I can't, so junior. Isn't it just Junior? It's just Junior, yeah. Yeah. That guy, really guy, that guy got paid a lot mom. of money to do very little. Yeah. For three movies. Just because he's in The Longest Yard and Burt Reynolds people always were with Burt Reynolds. Well, I shouldn't Daddy, I say he got paid a lot of money, but he worked in three movies to do damn near nothing except sit next to Jackie Gleason. I didn't realize he was Tarzan. Sorry. Yeah. I, I looked him up real quick. Yeah, he's yeah. Tarzan. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, this has been Assistance and Henchman Bonehead Weekly. You know, if we plan this out, maybe we would have released this for Administrative Assistant Week. Damn. Yeah, it's not our thing. It's just like no, we don't. Day. You know why we didn't plan this out? And Father's we don't have Day. In, we didn't plan this out because we don't have an administrative assistant to keep this on our calendar. No, and having a long time. This has been Bonehead Weekly. Grrrr. <sighs>